if the polls turn out to be correct, then we're probably going to know tonight who has won the election. Welcome to another episode of America Explained, the podcast that brings the important voices and perspectives shaping American politics, foreign policy and culture to an international audience. Hello, I'm Andy Gawthorpe, a historian and columnist, and I'm the host of America Explained. We've got a great episode coming up today, but first I'd like to tell you just a little bit about the show. America Explained is a new podcast. It's a family-run podcast, just like Grandma and Grandpa used to listen to. And that means we're starting out small, and we'd really benefit from your help as we try to grow the show. Please remember to subscribe to America Explained so you always see new episodes in your feed. There's also an America Explained Facebook page, where we post written commentary, and where we're building an international community of listeners. If you really want to help us grow, consider leaving us a 5-star review in iTunes or whichever podcast platform you use. This helps us find new listeners and it's a great way to grow the podcast. We'll be so grateful for this help. In the meantime, enjoy today's show. And remember, you can always email us on producer at america-explained.com with any questions or comments. Okay, hello and welcome to a bonus episode of America Explained. Today's episode's a bit unusual, usually we do an interview, but today I thought it would be really useful to drop an episode that explains the question that's all in our mind right now, which is how should we interpret the election results as they come in tonight? I think we've all heard that this could be an election that takes a long time to decide. You sometimes hear people say that it could be days or even weeks until we know who actually won the election. But actually, as I'm going to explain, that's not necessarily the case. And even if it is, there's still very strong clues that you'll be able to get tonight about who the eventual winner is going to be. So in this episode, I'm going to explain briefly how to interpret those results like a pro. And I'm going to lay out just five points that will really help you understand what's going on tonight, kind of discard the smoke and the mirrors and the confusion that the various people, I think especially President Trump, are going to be trying to throw about, and just try and understand what's the important stuff that's happening tonight as the results come in. So here's the first point. The first point is that it's really best to ignore the news today, with the exception of if the news is about either voter intimidation, violence, or court cases. There's going to be a lot of last-minute speculation today about, you know, who's doing better, where there are longer lines, you know, so people are going to be saying, well, look, there's this long line in a, in a district that votes for Trump. That means Trump's doing well. Or they're going to say, look, there aren't so many voters turning up in this Democratic area, so that means things are going badly for the Democrats. This kind of last-minute speculation, and, and trust me, I've been through a lot of these campaigns, it's, it's pretty worthless. And it's especially worthless this year because this is such an unprecedented election with such different voting rules to normal. So many votes have already been cast in this election. I think something like 100 million last time I checked. A lot of people have voted by mail this time more than in any previous American presidential election. And that means that we don't really know how to interpret what line size means. Maybe the line is small because everyone who would have voted in that district already sent in a mail-in ballot. So you really can't pay too much attention to this. You also can't pay too much attention to what the campaigns say they're feeling about how things are going. You're going to see news stories like that today, you know, which will say, oh, five highly placed sources in the Trump campaign think that things are going great for them. 
Now, often they're not telling the truth, and even when they are, history shows that the campaigns usually don't have a, much of a better idea of what's going on than, than outside observers do. They don't actually really have that much kind of privileged information, and if they did, they're probably not going to say it in public anyway. So, ignore the news today, but as I said, one caveat. If we do see instances of violence today around polling places or of voter intimidation, something that there's been a lot of concern about, or if we see court cases unfolding, then that is the sort of thing to pay attention to. This is already the tensest election in modern history, and if these things start happening early, then it really, really means that we're in for a bumpy ride going forward. Here's the second point. As the results start to come in tonight, you're going to want to ignore everything except for counties and states who have completed their count. So in some cases, we're going to start to get the results from certain types of votes before the full count is completed. This is because in some states they count mail-in ballots early, and then conversely it's because in some states they don't count mail-in ballots until really late. So we might have the results of the postal ballots released, or we might have the results of the in-person election day voting released, but we're going to get these separately. And if you try to draw conclusions about what's happening based on this partial information, then that's not really going to be you know, worth much to you. It's a false game to engage in this kind of speculation. And the reason for that is because in this unprecedented, unpredictable election, we're not going to know, you know, how to interpret that information. It's not going to tell you anything useful. And so one thing that we're going to see tonight is that we're going to see what, what's been called a blue mirage and a red mirage. And what that means basically is that in some states, and this includes the really, really important states of Florida and North Carolina, they're going to count the postal ballots earlier than the in-person ballots. Now, because Democrats have overwhelmingly been casting postal ballots, and that means that it's going to look initially like Biden has this huge lead in Florida and North, North Carolina. That's what we call the blue mirage. And the opposite thing's going to happen in the crucial states of the upper Midwest, particularly Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan. In those states, they're not going to count the postal ballots until, you know, very late, probably tomorrow or maybe the day after. And that means that we're just going to get the results of in-person voting, which is going to make it look like Trump is doing fantastically in those states. So that's the red mirage. So just wait until we get complete results from counties and states. And don't freak out when you see the, these mirages. Third point. Of course, we all want to engage in speculation, you know. I'm not saying don't speculate. I want to do that. You want to do that. But there's a smart way to engage in speculation. And the way to do that is to wait for the results from individual counties. So results in American elections get announced on a county basis. So every state is, is split usually into dozens or, or even kind of 100 or so counties. And we're going to know the results from some counties earlier than others. And this is when we can start to get real clues of the way the election is headed. So when a county gets announced, say that a, a county gets announced in Florida early tonight, that's probably some of the first results we're going to get, what you can do is you can go and compare the results in that county to the results in the 2016 presidential election. So Wikipedia has a page for every single state. It's called 2016 United States Presidential Election in Florida, or you substitute the name of any other state there. So this has the county results from the past election, and you can go there and you can compare the county results this year to the results in 2016. 
And if you see really big swings in those results, then that gives you a good clue to the way that the election is going. So I can tell you here some, some key counties to watch out for, and this information is also in the show notes. And there's also a link to a New York Times article that has even more information about key counties. But just to say a few here, the counties you really want to look out for are Miami-Dade and Pineas in Florida, Union and Wake County in North Carolina, Westmoreland, Chester, Erie, and Philadelphia in Pennsylvania, and Maricopa in Arizona. Big swings away from Trump in these counties means that it's going to be a bad night for him. And we might have some of this information really early. So that brings me to the fourth point, which is to say that as states start to announce their final results, we're going to get an even clearer picture of who has won. We've all heard that it might take days or even weeks to get the results, and in some ways that's true. We're probably not going to have the final official results for quite some time. And if it's a close race, you know, if, if, if someone wins just by a couple of percentage points, then we might actually have genuine uncertainty about who's going to win. But there's also a good chance that the race might not be close. So if the polls turn out to be correct, then we're probably going to know tonight who has won the election. And really, the, the reason for this comes down to three states who are all going to give us their results relatively early. And those are Florida, Arizona, and North Carolina. So Florida is going to be one of the quickest states to count. And if Biden wins Florida, then he's virtually guaranteed to be the winner of the election overall. Trump has a really, really difficult path to, to 270 electoral college votes if he doesn't win Florida. So if Biden wins Florida by 2 or 3, 4%, then that's pretty much game over. And the same actually applies if Biden wins both of the states of Arizona and North Carolina. So if, if, if Biden, you see that Biden's won those states, even if he loses Florida, then that means that he, Trump has virtually no chance of winning overall. If we see a real landslide victory for Biden, then we might also get the result from Texas. Um, well, we will get the result from Texas on election night, but if it's a real landslide for Biden, then that means that he's going he's gonna to win Texas. And in that case, you know, Trump is toast. He has no chance whatsoever. Alternatively, if it's going to be a close race, then Biden will lose Florida, Arizona, North Carolina, and of course, Texas as well. At which point, his chance of winning the presidency overall is still about 50%. So it's a 50-50 race at that point. And then we genuinely are in for a long wait. Some of the key states will take a lot longer to count their ballots, and particularly the states in the upper Midwest. So Pennsylvania is, is probably the most important swing state, and we're not going to get the results there for a couple of days. But it's also important to realize that, that these results in various states aren't independent of one another. They're correlated. So if you see that um, Biden wins Florida, Arizona, and North Carolina, which are much closer, they're harder for him to win than Pennsylvania is, then you can be pretty much sure that he's also going to win Pennsylvania. Alternatively, though, if Biden does lose those four states I mentioned already, Florida, Arizona, North Carolina, Texas, then he really, really needs Pennsylvania to win the election overall, and all eyes are going to shift there. Final point I want to make is you really shouldn't pay too much attention today to what the candidates and particularly the president are saying. Donald Trump has already made it clear that he plans to declare victory tonight. He's going to say that he won the election. Then he's going to try to argue that to continue to count postal ballots after election day is in some way illegal or fraudulent, which of course it isn't. There's 
there's there's no evidence of electoral fraud in the United States that exists on a scale significant enough to swing the election. And believe me, a lot of people have been looking for it. So Donald Trump's going to say what he's going to say, but presidents don't decide who wins elections. Counties and states do. The, you know, the process is not under the control of the federal government. It's under the control of the states. So what Trump says really has no bearing on this counting process. The one thing that could interfere with the counting process and that we should watch out for are court challenges. So if the result is close in one key state, then the Trump campaign is going to try to attempt to swing the, you know, the result in their election, in, sorry, in their favor by having some of the ballots declared invalid. So just to take one example, in Pennsylvania, the process for submitting a postal ballot is kind of complicated. So you have to fill in the ballot, you have to put it inside a security envelope, then you have to put it inside a second envelope and then post it. And many people, well, some people are sending in their ballots without them being in this security envelope. It's what we call a naked ballot. And if the result in Pennsylvania was really, really close, say Biden was winning by 0.2 of a percentage point, then Trump campaign could try and go to court and have all of those uh, ballots that were sent not in the security envelope invalidated. That might swing the result, perhaps. And Trump's also going to use this narrative of fraud and, and kind of problems with postal ballots to try to mobilize his angry supporters, and things could get ugly. But on the other hand, you know, if Biden wins um, by what his polls suggest that he will win by, then the result is going to be out of reach of any of these sorts of court challenges. You know, the, these court challenges are not going to be able to get more than 0.1, maybe 0.5 of the votes in a state declared invalid. So if Biden wins every single swing state by 5% or even 2%, you can ignore these court challenges as well. You know, they're, they're going to unfold, but they're not fundamentally going to affect the result. They're just smoke and mirrors, just stuff that Trump's kicking up in the air to try to muddy the result and, and delegitimize it in the eyes of his supporters. I should close by saying that there's also a chance that Trump might take us in an even uglier direction. You know, we've seen this year that he's been willing to use federal law enforcement against his political opponents. There's some really dark scenarios that could unfold um, where Trump tries to use the power of the state to somehow interfere with the counting process and, and invalidate the results. But right now, we just have to not think about those scenarios too much. If that does happen, then we're in a whole different world, a really scary world, and we're going to be right back here on America Explained talking about it. That's it for this short episode. You'll find more information in the show notes. Tomorrow, in the early hours of the morning, we're going to drop another episode, so you can wake up on Wednesday morning, and you'll have the latest about the state of the race, if we know who's won yet, what's happening in court cases, anything else important that's happening in the election. So goodbye for now. Good luck staying sane tonight, and I'll speak to you tomorrow. That's all we have time for this episode. Thanks for listening to America Explained. You can contact us on producer at america-explained.com or through the America Explained Facebook page. I'm your host, Andy Gawthorpe. Designer and advisor is Janice Killian. Music by Soundwave. America Explained is an APD media production. See you next time.